Welcome, guys, to another episode of our Lifting Nerds podcast. And today, uh, it's just going to be me. It's been a while since uh, I have been doing this recording. And uh, so today, um, we want to jump back right into, uh, you know, different training variables. And I want to share a little bit about, uh, you know, how this actually works. So today, we are uh, on the topic for, you know, lifting for endurance athletes. So uh, being very biased, you know, for me, uh, we all lift with a different purpose, you know, as, you know, who's, uh, who's in here right now, Lin Sensei, you know, a very, very, uh, very, you know, men's physique pro, um, his main lift, you know, brought him to the where he is right now. Very, very awesome. So very same objective. We lift because, you know, we are, you know, interested in, uh, you know, bodybuilding, natural bodybuilding. We've talked a lot about that and, uh, you know, how, how, you know, lifting can benefit us, you know, in, in, in terms of, you know, building muscle. So that being aside, we're not really going to run into, you know, too much specifics, but we're going to run into, you know, how actually lift, you know, lifting uh, can, you know, potentially benefit uh, endurance athletes, you know, for, for saying, you know, marathon runners, uh, triathlons and things like that, you know, and how we would actually periodize that or how we'd actually be programming that. So, uh, for somebody who is, you know, who hasn't ran before, um, I don't know if you have, you know, heard if uh, any of your friends, you know, are doing, you know, a lot of different, uh, you know, marathons or triathlons or things like that. I certainly do have. And, you know, they came to you, you know, seeking for advice, you know, things like that. So uh, I would just say, uh, you know, right off the bat, you know, from, you know, uh, bodybuilding, uh, you know, full range of motion is definitely uh, you know, something that will definitely benefit from hypertrophy. So, you know, meaning the, you know, when the, when the muscles are, you know, fully lengthened versus, you know, fully shortened, it'll get the maximal stimulus. And, you know, that usually is going to be the case for, you know, just strictly hypertrophy. Now, so uh, I've also got another guy uh, who, you know, works out uh, at, uh, you know, you know, team original fitness guys, <laughs> shout out to you guys as well. Um, so there's another trainer that a uh, homie that I know, you know, Paul, uh, he spe uh, specifies in, you know, basketball training. So he has, uh, you know, a handful of athletes uh, that he works with and they practice, you know, not full range squat of motion, uh, sorry, not full range of motion squats, um, you know, is due to the specificity of the sport. So for him, uh, he practices, you know, quarter squats or half squats. And if you think about it, you know, in his, in his sport, in his, uh, you know, basketball, you know, how often do you maybe see, say, LeBron James or, you know, Kobe Bryant, you know, RIP, uh, will actually, you know, squat all the way down to the bottom and, you know, do a jump, you know, you, you, you never see it, you know, they're, they're either, they're either just, you know, you know, just kind of giving a little hinge kind of squat, or, you know, they want to explode out of the ground as fast as possible, or they even jumping just on one leg and landing on the other leg. So that's usually that's, you know, what they're going to be practicing for. Now, of course, I'm not saying that, you know, full range of motion is not necessary. It's um, in, in their sport, but it's pretty much a uh, it's going to be a specific type of training that they are trying to achieve to enhance that type of performance when they're, uh, you know, on the ball court. So for endurance athletes, we are, you know, talking a little bit about, you know, running or, you know, different types of cyclists and things like that, where you're, you're doing the same motion for an you know, extended period of time. 
Now, uh, there's a lot of studies, but, um, but there is uh, no science study that one type of training uh, is actually 100% beneficial for you know, running. So there is no one definition of lifting that, you know, say squat deadlifts or, you know, any, any sort of like single leg stuff would be, would be, you know, definitely benefit for, uh, you know, marathon, but, um, you know, as you know, from, if you guys uh, tune into uh, Iron Culture, you guys could really, really check it out. They talk about, you know, we've got like very smart people there and uh, they, they, they actually talk about, you know, lifting, uh, Mixing between, you know, lifting and, you know, pyometric training uh, would be, you know, a sort of, you know, quote unquote, advantageous for these running, running type of, uh, you know, long endurance athletes. Now, usually, um, you know, in, in, in your lifting, we would probably say, uh, we'll probably say, you know, a lot of, you know, step ups, you know, things, emotions that would probably mimic the uh the running motion so a lot of step ups pretty much maybe some step downs uh lunges weighted lunges squats leg press things like that so just specifically on lower body there's going to be a little bit more work and you know pyometric is going to you know benefit that a lot more since you know we're we're moving through space honestly just even through you know the pyometric training and even though you're running you're still just moving through space and that would definitely you know have shown a lot of benefits to that um but moving forward uh we would say um we would say that they you know how many days of you know endurance athletes actually do train now there's going to be a little bit more of you know different uh variations to this there's going to be like you know begin levels and intermediate levels and of course there's going to be ultra athletes i'm going to break down one by one so uh you know for beginner level you know beginner level let's say you're, you're running maybe like just a 3k uh which you know on average i'm not going to say everybody on average uh you know for 3k uh will probably you know get there between uh you know 30 minutes or so uh, no, not 30 minutes, uh, probably 20, 20 to 30 minutes between that. That's going to be a range. I would say, you know, pretty, pretty safely that that's going to be a range where if you're going to be doing this running for, for that period of time, you know, what, what, what would the uh, training be? I would say, uh, you know, if you look at the volume, um, no, I actually, I won't say at the volume first, um, no matter the beginner level, you, I think you can just, you know, train for, you know, five, six times a week for that and just, you know, go wing it that that's that could be, you know, that could work for some some individuals. But if you haven't trained before uh, at all, I would uh, you know recommend, you know, training at least uh, twice a week before you actually uh, attempt it. Uh, and, you know, of course, attempting meat doesn't mean that you're actually going to go, you know, balls deep into the run. Uh, but maybe that 3k, you could just start with maybe the one or one and a half and like a half the mile, and then slowly progress your, say, uh, yourself up to that standard. So uh, for, for that, uh, the intermediate level, um, you know, as say, let's say uh, you would probably go like, you know, 5k, 10k, you know, that would be the same approach, but we're looking at, you know, maybe more than twice a week of, you know, training or maybe even uh, more. Uh, it will have to depend on, you know, the athlete itself. Um, if somebody like, you know, myself or maybe my partner, Brandon, so uh, we're very, you know, 
very used to, you know, the very high volume of uh, training that we put ourselves through uh, for quote unquote bodybuilding or powerlifting or whatever you want to call it. Um, so running in, uh, in these like long distance endurance type of trainings, uh, of course, uh, the training will have to, you know, change for uh, some individuals like us. But I think the hardest part for, um, you know, myself or even, you know, Brandon, I, if I can speak for him, uh, is, you know, training not to the optimum level. So not training to, you know, closer failure or even less than failure. It's actually trying to train a little bit less, uh, not to that, um, you know, intensity where it, it, it's like, let's say eight to nine RPE where hypertrophy is the most uh, optimal but trying to bringing it down to maybe six or seven, uh, that is going to probably be the more, uh, you know, challenging part of, uh, you know, the training for endurance. Um, I'm not saying it's for everybody, um, but let's say um, once you get into, you know, the, you know, intermediate, uh, it is going to be a little bit more time consuming. Uh, let's say if you're preparing for a 10K run, um, I would say, you know, uh, I did a 10K run, so I was totally not prepared for this, but then um, I did a 10K run, you know, a couple of years ago, and uh, I finished the 10K run about like 55 minutes. Uh, I would say that's pretty average uh, for, you know, a guy like me, you know, for, you know, like five foot nine, five foot 10, things like that. And uh, I would consider, you know, somewhat fit, you know, <laughs> um, but to do a 10K within like within the hour, you know, that was that was pretty good, I would say. Um, and I didn't prep. I didn't prepare. I didn't prepare any anything for that, you know, 10K run. I just, you know, went and I did my all my lifts uh, as usual. I would be doing my deadlifts. I would be doing my squats. I would be doing my benches, all that stuff and stuff. And then I would just go in into that into that, uh, you know, 10K run. Turns out that, you know, being at 55 minutes with, you know, with like zero preparedness, I would say, you know, it's a pretty damn good, uh, you know, good run. But um, through, you know, on paper, on paper, it would be, you know, lifting and then mixing the lifts with, you know, pyometric training, uh, it would actually bring you a, a longer weight. Now, this would be uh, all down to, uh, you know, very minor uh, when it comes to, you know, when intermediate and then when you're reaching into the ultra athlete type of training. So what I mean by ultra athlete, it's going to be starting to become more of a part-time job, um, you know, as, you know, Omar and, you know, Eric Helms, they've, uh, they've talked about this, that, you know, they've also got a lot of other scientists, very, very smart people to support this is you can treat uh, these marathons like a powerlifting meet. You know, this is, how I would, you know, group them together. You can treat them as like a powerlifting meet that the more closer that you're going to get to, you know, the marathon, so to speak, uh, you know, the lesser of the volume that you are going to be training. So for, um, for training purposes and for, you know, programming sake, uh, here's like maybe uh, an example of, uh, you know, a, a training program week, uh, say the, the, the closer that, you know, say like you're two weeks out, you know, you probably won't be training optimal to, you know, seven RPE or whatever. You'll probably start dialing it down with a volume. You're maybe training a period of like, I know, like 20 hours or maybe even 15 to 20 hours per week. Uh, the closer to, you know, the marathon day, the, you know, the less 
but if you are, you know, a, a little, let's say you're like six months or somewhat away from the, the run, the marathon, then you could be pretty much afford 20 to 30 hours a week uh, training. So if you look at this aspect, it does, it does sound like it's a longer training period than uh, what we have been telling, what we have been telling the, the general population where, you know, hypertrophy training for building, you know, muscle, optimal muscle, pretty much around like uh, it would be, it would be, you know, like 10 to 12 hours, uh, potentially a week compared to that. Um, that's almost like nothing. So, um, but, you know, you're, you're thinking of, uh, you know, lifting, but mixing and lifting and polymetry together, I wouldn't really highly recommend you do it back to back. Um, but I've even heard, you know, training twice a week, uh, I mean, sorry, twice a day um, would, would be beneficial. So uh, you could probably do your lifts or you do your polymetric training first, and then you do your lifts. I just wouldn't do it back to back. I would probably be like one in the morning or one in the evening or something like that. Because, you know, obviously, you know, after you do all your running training and then you start to do your lifting, yes, but, you know, uh, we could adjust the volume as, as such where it's not as challenging, but still you wouldn't want to, you know, you'll be just too tired. You'll be too tired to even, you know, make a, an effective lift. So if we're talking about an effective lifts, then, uh, of course, we want to, you know, perfect form, you know, an entire full body effort, you know, of course, pain free and all that stuff. So that's just something on the side. But now uh, going back to it, uh, where we're talking about an ultra athlete um, in ultra athlete, then we're, we're really talking about like you're really trying to strive for the pro levels. Uh, you're, you're doing like competitive uh, triathlons and or marathons and things like that, you know, that's like a whole new level of training, which I'm not going to touch base scoots because honestly, I have no knowledge on, you know, how to program that or uh, how to uh, train that we have specific coaches that uh, train for these. So I would highly recommend you look into this if you are interested in these type of trainings. Um, but basically, uh, they will run a, you know, a on and off type of li lifting plus plyometric training uh, device between the two of them. And uh, the paper has shown, you know, since uh, lifting, I would talk a little bit about the lifting part right now is the lifting part is uh, we would, you know, definitely train a little bit more of the lower body first. Uh, so you could expect, uh, you know, squats, you know, uh, either both range, uh, like full range or even partial range has shown to be, you know, beneficial. Uh, we would do leg presses for the overall strength for the lower body, including the hips, especially the hips, I would say. And also it'd be a little bit more safer, uh, you know, if for, for you to actually apply a lot more heavier loads. Um, now the leg press would be a really good one. Also weighted lunges. That's going to be, uh, something, you know, obviously, that's going to help benefit on the running part, you know, weighted lunges, that's going to be something different. Now, with all these exercises being said, there's going to, of course, there's going to be a little bit more unilateral movements compared to bilateral movements for, uh, you know, running and, uh, you know, has shown as be to be, you know, a lot more beneficial. So uh, when you program throughout the week, you have to look at the volume and how to adjust it properly. Uh, so you wouldn't want to, you know, you know, train your, accessory days, you know, right before your, you know, heavy days. So that's, that's just something, you know, obvious to, because uh, you'll just be way too fatigued, 
and you know your knocking will perform optimally so you wouldn't like like for example you know you wouldn't uh, being like an rdl you know something that's going to be very challenging to the posterior chain you wouldn't want to program that in the beginning and then you're going to go ahead and do your running uh, at the end of the day you know that's just that's just stupid that's just plain stupid you wouldn't program that way because of course your 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 hammies your hips are going to be so fried you know you're not going to, be able to do any other other things um, so that is something that you, when we do any sort of, any sort of programming, not only for like endurance athletes, but for any other athletes or, uh, any of our clients, we would want to program that the, you know, exercise selections actually make sense. Uh, we don't really program, uh, too much volume or accessory movements on the day where we're doing very heavy lifting. So, uh, oh, by the way, uh, when when we are doing these type of programs, we have to also uh, take in timing accountable uh, as, you know, if you are a lifter, if you are like a heavy lifter, like a power lifter or even like hypertrophic uh, trainer like myself, then uh, you will find that you spend almost, you know, a big half of the time resting than, than, than lifting. So rest times are definitely something that is considered accountable. Um, to your training program, uh, but in an endurance type of the athlete, you, there'll probably be a little bit more lesser rest time. I would say the it will be more like a half half. I would say uh, not you know, just to be safe. Uh, it will depend on you know the the uh, the athlete's capabilities uh, if they can actually reach that uh, threshold and uh, you know within a very time limited. Uh, type of training and then they can just keep going some people are just very very uh adapted to you know volume so like crossfitters that's a very good example so if they if they go back into you know uh, and if, if a crossfitter wants to go into like a, uh, a marathon you know he has no problem you know with the volume they have to train for the week you know his biggest problem his biggest challenge would probably have to dial it down and then slowly work up to weight it back into volume that's sometimes really challenging for you know um, you know, athletes who are very adapted to, you know, high volumes. Uh, but on the other end of the spectrum, uh, somebody who myself, who hasn't really done a lot of, you know, running or any sort of cardiovascular training, then, um, you know, I can take the more general route where, you know, we start off easy and then we move into, you know, a higher time and a higher time and higher time and so on and so forth. So, um, now there are metrics to measure uh, how we actually get better. Um, not really talking about the the very the very complicated way where you know we have you know tubes and things measuring your heart rate and you know measuring VO to max stuff. Nah, not that. But uh, that's going to be like really like ultra athlete type of training where we measure that VO two level. Um, if it could, you know, it should be just like any other lift where. Um, you know, the, the more, the more you do it, the, you know, the more easier it's actually going to get. That's pretty much what we want to target when we actually comes to, you know, running short runs, long runs, any sort of runs for endurance athletes. Um, but to close out the end of this, um, you know, there, I, I would say, you know, running right now is, it's getting, it's starting to, you know, become trendy, you know, um, I wouldn't know any, like, I don't know, man, like as soon as Usain Bolt came out, you know, that that was a really big, big thing over the summer and over the years. Uh, and I think a lot more people are picking up with running. And then I think, you know, there are I know there are a couple of uh, marathons who are, which which are coming up. 
uh, and you know people are pretty psyched about it. And I don't know, uh, not not really something that you know I look forward to. Uh, it's just my own objective is I want to be uh, I want to be a, a natural bodybuilder, and I'm prepping. I want to be. I'm not really prepping right now, but I want to be well prepared for my next show. So, but it's something that I find uh, very intriguing that, you know, endurance athletes, you know, train sort of differently and they train uh, very specifically um, on these, on these techniques that, you know, we're very, very not used to. Uh, so props to all those guys who are, you know, doing endurance uh, marathons, you guys are beast. Uh, they have their challenge. So I do, you know, I do, hopefully, if you do see these, uh, you know, athletes at the gym or wherever you see them, you know, they work their asses off and uh, they have a lot more, uh, you know, to accomplish within the given time compared to, uh, you know, regular gym goers. Um, so yeah, that wraps up pretty much, uh, what I actually have to share here. Uh, if you guys are interested in these endurance athletes, you know, DM me, let me know, maybe I can hook you up with a, with a, with a coach, uh, who, you know, specifies in these type of trainings, but the, this is something, you know, I learned new, uh, so, uh, I'm actually looking forward to that. So that's a wrap around guys. So thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, if you guys living are listening to on the Spotify or uh, Apple podcast, it will be great if you could leave us a review at the bottom. We really greatly appreciate it. Uh, but that's all we got for you today. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.